Health Hour on cliffcentral.com. Oh, good morning and um, welcome to the Health Hour. This morning I'm chatting to Christelle and Donna who are from the um, Heart and Stroke Foundation of South Africa. And this month is Health Awareness Month. So we'll be chatting about, um, you know, the heart and, and, the, and the foundation that they work for and all the kinds of work that they're doing. So thank you so much for being here, ladies. Thank you're you so much for having you. us. Okay, so we'll start with Christelle. Christelle, um, yeah, tell us more about the organization and, and what are you guys up to this month? Absolutely. So we are a non-profit organization and we were founded in 1980. So we've been going on for quite, you know, quite a number of, of years. And our main mission is to see fewer people suffer premature death and disabilities from heart disease and stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that 80% of heart disease and stroke is preventable. So that's really our mission. We want to get the message out there, raise awareness, educate the public, you know, and really beat heart disease and stroke in South Africa. Yeah. So we've got a, you know, we've got a number of programs running. We've got, um, obviously our education awareness campaigns. That's a big part of what we do. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's certain campaigns running, like for instance, Heart Awareness Month is this month, this month. And next month, the focus is on stroke. Uh, we also have a Salt Watch campaign running. So we really have a lot of different focuses, but of course, all around diets and lifestyle and, and heart disease and stroke. Uh, Donna can tell you a little bit more about our community screenings. Mm-hmm. So we all also have a, a screening programs that really run on the ground. So these are free screenings given open to the public where the public can come and learn a little bit more about their own numbers like we did this morning with the team, you know, really know what their numbers are. And then we also do a little bit of counseling and referring to say, so what now? You know, now that I have these numbers, where do people actually go? And, and so, and yeah, I know you're on Garrett's show screening, screening the team. What numbers do you screen? Right. So the main ones would be, so first of all is weight um, or, mm. you know, what we call BMI, body mass index. Yeah. So there you want to know, you know, overweight is obviously a risk for heart disease. Then we look at blood pressure. We look at cholesterol. So for screening, we would just do total cholesterol. We won't go into the breakdown because it really is just a screening. You must remember it's not a diagnosis. Yeah. It's a red flag, right? It's just raising a red flag for you to get further, further help from your doctor. And then finally, we did blood glucose or blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So those really are the numbers that people often don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones we screen and then tell people what they mean. And, and more, more often than not, we refer people to, to their doctor for further testing. To see whether they actually, you know, should be diagnosed with high blood pressure or diabetes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and screening is so important. I mean, I think this is this is where we're going in terms of preventive health. We want Absolutely. to prevent things. Absolutely. You know, we don't want to treat the end. We want yes. to help you before you get to that stage. Absolutely. And, and that actually has such a big impact, not only on the individual, mm. also on the family. You know, if you think about someone having a stroke, um, stroke is very debilitating at mm. that point in time. So if, you know, if this is a person who's looking after their family, who's bringing an income to the family, that just gets taken away. So it has a big influence on the individual, on the family, and you know the, the money, monetary side of the of the family, and then also on our economy. Yes. So you know, heart disease costs us millions and billions every year, and so you know it has far-reaching effects. Prevention rather than cure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in terms of um, kids at schools, do you guys do any outreach to with with children? Because I think, um, I mean, I, I, 
I've said this so many times. I grew up obese, so I've never been slim or whatever it is. And I also, I also grew up overeating and so on. And this is something that starts in childhood. Yes. So you guys have any campaigns that are focused on kids, trying to get kids to be aware of what they're putting into their mouth and so on? Yes, definitely. Um, Donna can tell you a little bit about our, our kids programs that we had before. Okay. Um, the tax shop program is something that we're also running at the moment because yeah. we know that tax shops, you know, that's a, a, a place where kids come with just a whole lot of cash and without a lunchbox and they're buying whatever's at the, in the tax shop. So we're working, it's a voluntary, um, program and it's for free to any school nationwide who wants to get on board. Um, and we've got dietitians who would really sort of analyze the menu, look at the menu, see what's on offer and provide the school with really practical ways of how they can better their menu. You know, have some fruits and vegetables, uh, fruit mostly, fruit available as snacks, you know, having sort of nuts and and low fat yogurt on offer as opposed to just sweets and chocolates and also how to you know, perhaps have a healthier sandwich and get rid of the pies and all the fizzy drinks. So we work with, with the tuck shop and then we award them with sort of a, you know, heart and stroke foundation approval that they are a healthier tuck shop. Um, and you know, it's small steps. We can't in one step take away all the fizzy drinks and all the chocolates from a tuck shop. You know, there's, it's, it's, it's a gradual process. So we do realize that. Um, and that's why we work with the school and trying them, getting them just on this road to a healthier school. Yeah. And then we work further with them to see, um, you know, whether they, we can include them taking on something like a nutrition and health policy for the school itself. You know, the school declares their own sort of, um, policy around nutrition and health and they'll, and that they will, they undertake to encourage healthy living. And then we always provide information to the parents. We do a little newsletter to the parents and the teachers just around, you know, healthy lunch boxes, et cetera. Yeah. So we, we do try to work with kids because we, re- we do realize how important that is. No, um, it is. And I'm glad you mentioned the, the newsletter for the parents because I mean, I know that with me, um, you know, cause I've started painting. I'm sure you've heard about painting. Yes. And that's the, that's the thing that has worked the most to help me lose weight and to, and to just sort my life out. And, and mm-hmm. I'm feeling so much healthier and happier. But at the time when I was still eating junk food and I was still addicted to all these, these, you know, processed foods, my kids were the same. Cause yeah. kids eat what their parents eat, right. you know. And that weaning process, I think getting my kids off Oros was probably the hardest <laughs> thing I've ever had to do because that's all we drank. They saw, mm. if I was drinking, actually I didn't even drink water. I used to drink Oros. Oros was my water. Yeah. And, um, it was tough. It was really, really hard, you know. And yes. I think also getting my kids off uh, McDonald's was very yeah, hard because right. whenever we drove past McDonald's, we always went by to get something, you know. Yep. And I think what's worrying me at the moment with this country is that the influx of junk food, um, um, brands, franchises, yes. you know. First was, it was, you know, first it was McDonald's. Okay, fine, we got used to that. Yes. And then it was Domino's Pizza and now yeah. it's Pizza Hut and now Krispy Kreme or Krispy Donuts yep. is coming Burger through. Burger King. Burger King, yeah. you know. Yeah. Ooh, that is, what are we doing? Yes. You know, why isn't someone saying something? And I say this as a reformed junk food addict. I'm, <laughs> I, I promise you, I'm not speaking from a high horse. I've been there, mm. you know, and I know what it's like to have junk food for breakfast, lunch and supper. That was yeah. my life. Sure. It's convenient. Mm. It's cheap. And it's, yeah. it's there. You just mm. drive past and you get the food. Yeah. So, um, have you guys thought about that? Have you, have you noticed this trend? Have you noticed? Yes. We have. Um, and you know, I think that's a, that you highlighting another sort of role of the Heart and Stroke Foundation yeah. is really around lobbying and advocacy. So, you know, we worked really hard together with our Department of Health yeah. to, 
you know, to lobby for salt regulations mm-hmm. as an example. So these are sort of some of the things that we do. So for instance, in, in March 2013, our Minister of Health, uh, signed in legislation that actually, actually legislates salt in certain processed foods. So, you know, that's sort of the space that we do want to play in. Um, salt is one of them. So we now have legislation for salt. I know there's lots of discussion going around in sugar um, and around obesity as a strategy with the Department of Health. So that's also where we play a role. So we're very involved in saying, you know, how do we lobby with the fast food industry? How do we lobby with industry in general? And how do we sometimes put pressure on them? So very recently, now that you mentioned takeaways, very recently we did a survey together with the World Action on Salt and Health. And um, we surveyed kids' takeaway foods um and see how South Africa compares with the rest of the world. So it was a global survey. Um, and we looked at uh, Burger King, Subway, McDonald's, and KFC, for instance. And it was just quite shocking to see, well, this was specifically focused on salt. Okay, okay the salt intake, the salt, the salt content. Content of yeah. kids' meals, specifically. And how high that is, especially in South Africa. We like amongst the top 10 of more than 250 countries that were surveyed in terms of our takeaway foods that have high levels of salt for children. Um, you know, so that's one of the things. So we're hoping that through those sort of efforts, we try and put a little bit of pressure on them, work with government, see where just legislation can play a role. It's not always the complete answer. Okay. Can't just always, you know, slap legislation on everything and think it will, it will solve it. Um, education and individual choice is still plays a very big part. You know, people, still need to make their own choices and be informed and educated enough and um, to hopefully make the healthier choices more often than not. Mm, it's, oh, that's a very hard one. Yeah. I mean, I know that <laughs> oh, gosh, when I look at my own life and that's why it's so easy for me not to judge because I have been there. You walk mm. into a shop and the healthy food is so unattractive. It's in, it's in some corner. You know, yeah. now that I'm eating healthy, you have to hunt for vegetables. Everything else is boxed and packaged. It's in the middle aisles. It's mm. looking all bright and attractive and it's red. And, yeah. you know, so that's another thing that we, you know, we, you might even consider, yeah. um, um, sort, you know, not sorting out. It's <laughs> the wrong word, <laughs> but just, you know, tackling is just the yeah. whole, the packaging and, you know, yes. it's, it's it's crazy and and I and I say this I've got such a keen eye for these things because I've come from there yes, absolutely. and I think the hardest thing for me is when I see people ragging obese people and saying to them oh man just get over it I sort yourself out go to the gym mm. I did that it didn't yeah. work yeah. until I really got to understand that these foods are addictive yeah. you start eating them and you and you, you just can't get enough you can't mm. understand it, but you, you'd rather eat yeah. that than than yeah. eat food it's a complex you know you mm. mentioned it's obesity very it's complex. N- it's not a very you know it's not a s- it's an easy <laughs> thing to just oh come on you know let's just drink get on the treadmill mm. you're right it's very complex there's also a lot of psychological elements exactly. to it exactly um which is why you know help from a, a a multi-pronged team of professionals you know is really also what's required you know so working with that di- not only a dietitian or a doctor but also working with perhaps psychologists yeah. perhaps behavior change specialists you know really knowing what are the things that are triggering you to make those, you know, unhealthy choices mm. over and over and over again mm. and to break that habit? And I think I saw the reaction when, I mean, Woolies has decided that they're taking sweets yes. out of the gauntlet. Mm, mm. And the reactions were so diverse. I think, I mean, you had people going on and on about how fat people must just sort themselves out and control mm. themselves and things like that. And people don't realize that when you're, when you're in that aisle and your kids are screaming for the marshmallows yes. and so on, yes. you are staring at this latch bar and you want to take mm. it. It's, 
if it's not out of sight, out of mind, if yeah. it's not there, you won't pick yeah. it, you know. So it's not yeah. as simple as just don't take it. It's, it's, yeah. you know, I know when I walk past the Malva pudding, it takes me quite a while <laughs> to keep on walking because, you know, I see it and I want it. It's like, it's like a reward system. Yes. We, we, I lived in this world of rewarding myself. You know, yes. if I did something well, I'd go and get a McFlurry or I'd get Malva pudding yep. and custard. So yep. there's a lot of psychological, um, mm. yep. Absolutely. And, and also then how we teach our children about reward, yeah. you know, um, and how we reward good behavior in our children. Exactly. Perhaps that shouldn't be with a chocolate, you know. Exactly. Um, and again, like you said, it's very much around behavior and psychology. Mm. It's not just, you know, eating. It's, it's, it's quite wider than that. Mm. Yeah. And so does your organization have, um, like people that, that share their stories? I th- you know, I think what's working for me when I help people to lose weight is that the fact that I myself have a story to tell people, yeah. I can relate to what you're going through. So do you guys have ambassadors or? We do. Yes. Okay. So, tell me about that. So, uh, so first of all, we have a wide range of ambassadors slash celebrities mm-hmm. so that, um, that, you know, fly the flag for us. So mm-hmm. first and foremost, perhaps because they, they, uh, people aspire to be like them. Mm-hmm. So there are different reasons for why you have ambassadors. So, for instance, Gareth has been probably one of the first ambassadors. We have Lisa Raleigh, who's a you know well-known wellness health. So they're obviously chosen for a specific reason. But then very recently, we have um, a lady on board who's an international jewelry designer. And she's on board because she's had six heart attacks. Okay. So, you know, in that space, it's her telling her story and of how she was able to conquer that. She's now still living a healthy life and actually, um, you know, really doing well in the industry. So it wasn't the end of her life as such. So we have those ambassadors. We had Lloyd Chele in this morning. We have Mark Pilgrim, who's fantastic, you know, who use their platforms. Mark Pilgrim, as you know, also yes. had an event in his doctor's exactly. office. Exactly. Yeah. So we use people for different reasons. Some have heart disease in the family and have mm-hmm. seen loved ones because I mean honestly if you if you in front of people a hundred people and you asked everyone to raise their hands who either has been affected themselves or have a family member 80% of people would we'll lift raise. their hands it's, I mean it's the second biggest killer in South Africa so so many people are affected so ambassadors are either those people or we, then we have survivors survivor stories so especially stroke survivor stories where we've you know identified people and interviewed them and then we use their stories to mm. be Mostly encouragement for people who are going through it. And, and I think especially with stroke, because, you know, a lot of people have to learn how to speak again. Yeah, the rehabilitation um, is quite a lengthy yes, um, an emotional and process. It affects a lot of things. Um, so often with stroke, it's that support. And actually, we have a support groups as well. Where, oh, good. Where Perhaps Donna can tell you about our Mended Hearts program. Hey, Donna, just tell us uh, a bit Yes, about it. it's a, a support group for families, friends, um, and the public where it's a free program where we have a monthly session with professionals, dietitians, cardiologists, uh, neurologists. And recently we had a very exciting um, uh, uh, on exercise and Lisa Raleigh, our ambassador, was there. Mm-hmm. And just encouraging people that it's not the end of the world when you have a heart attack or a stroke. Mm-hmm. You can better yourself. You can actually eat healthy, exercise and know your numbers so that you can really combat the disease and you can win the disease. Mm. Um, I think basically if you have a heart attack or a stroke, the important thing is to still live a healthy life mm. because you can have another attack or a stroke. So I think um, the support group is very, very exciting because we have like about 50 members attending each session mm. and um, 
for this month, uh, Heart Awareness Month, September, we have got a nice program for heart age for our members where we're going to calculate the heart age. So that'll be very exciting so mm-hmm. that people are aware. And, and I think, um, this September, our theme is have heart, show you care. Mm. All right. You can show you care for your, for yourself. I think that's very important. So often, I think women as well, we tend to forget that our health is important. Yeah. So show, um, you care for yourself by getting screened. Mm. All right. And the next step is for you to, um, take charge. You know, if, if you know your numbers, if you know your risk factors, then you know that you can do something about it. Mm. And, and if you're well and healthy, um, again, you need to still adopt healthy lifestyle. Yeah, because you, know, you can't take health. it for granted. Yes. That uh, because you're slim or because there's no history of heart disease yes. in your family, yeah. that everything is fine yes. with you. You need to check all the same. You need yes. to check, yes, yeah. all the time. Absolutely. And as we grow older, mm. um, um, our levels, blood pressure might change, our glucose, etc. So we need to be, we need to take charge and make sure that we are healthy all the time, mm. eating healthy. And I think I also, um, like the three F's. You know, the the fork, the feet, and the fingers. Mm. I think this is what we encourage when you do health talks in schools, in communities, etc., uh, where we encourage people to eat well, eat foods that are healthy for you and which are good for you. And uh, this will include lots of uh, legumes, lots of fruit and vegetables, lentil peas, um, avocados, peanuts without the salt, unsalted <laughs> peanuts, because Christelle spoke to you about salt. Um, also, uh, about moving more, exercising. I think so often children, adults, we all get so caught up in our lives that we find that exercising becomes a problem. It doesn't have to be a gym. We don't have to go to the gym, but any other exercise or physical activity that you can incorporate in your daily life. For example, if you're like here, you don't have a lift. You've got stairs. That's wonderful. <laughs> Instead of taking the lift, take the stair. Or if you're shopping, park far away from your sh- your place of uh, shop, where you're shopping, mm-hmm. so that you can actually do a little bit of walking and so on. So there are ways that we can actually come incorporate some little activity in our um, daily lives because gym can be very daunting sometimes and there's lots of factors for example the financial the motivation yeah. and the time so i think if you you can enroll in a gym that's fine but i think we can also do little things i think the hard thing for me i mean uh, when i still went to gym was the fact that because you're overweight already people are looking at you yeah. and, and you know, you you already know that yeah. you know you're overweight. That's yeah. why you're at the gym. Yeah. And then you get there, and everyone's looking at you, and people come with their tips. I mean, I had a personal trainer the whole time, and okay. I would not, you know, if I'd be on the treadmill waiting for him, someone would come and tell me how to do this, or maybe yeah. I should try that, and <laughs> maybe if I took this herb or whatever it is, and you don't need that. I already know yeah. that I'm overweight. That's already, that's why I'm at the gym, you know. So, yeah, I don't go to gym anymore, by the way, <laughs> for now. I'm waiting. So I've I've lost quite a lot of weight, and I'm just waiting to get to 100 kilograms. I'm gonna start yes. walking again, and so on, because yeah. at the moment. It's just, I was at my heaviest, I was 157 kilograms. Okay. And it's just really bad for my knees. So that's another yeah. thing that people don't understand that if you're overweight, your knees struggle yeah. to carry your mm-hmm. body. You know, so a good eating plan mm. to get that uh, mm. initial weight mm. off until you're able to carry mm. yourself, then you can start running. Yeah, weight and, and bearing, yeah. Exercise. yeah, weight yeah. bearing exercises. Yeah. That's yeah. something that people don't, 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 you know, don't yeah. realize. Yeah. But that's a positive step. Mm. I think you're going, you know, on the road to recovery mm. and, and healthy life. So that is wonderful. It's not easy though. It's not, it's not easy. easy. I, think I think giving up Processed foods is much harder yeah. than, yes. than 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 anyone can ever imagine because yeah. it's, it's it's part of our lives. It's yeah. processed foods are everywhere. Yes. 
And you know the whole processed food. I mean, it's a it's a very it's a very tricky concept as very. well because at the end of the day, almost everything is processed in some mm. sort of way. You mm-hmm. know, even the milk that you buy. You know, things mm. are, and sometimes it's necessary. Um, it's just when it becomes. You know, there's a term that, that people use ultra processed, you know, where it really is beyond recognition. But that's, a, um, and that's the food that's really nice. Mm. Yes. And it's that's got the, the added salts and sugars <laughs> and saturated fats. And, you know, that's really what you want to try and stay away from. Mm. And, and of course, eat as fresh as you possibly can. Um, you know, we often also say we, we understand that people, you know, also especially lower socioeconomic, um, you know, population groups, they will to some extent have you know they will have to rely on processed foods to some extent but if you can if we can sort of show them which ones are the healthier ones to to look at because we can't live in an unrealistic world to think we all gonna never eat processed no foods. no that's true that's ever. true so you know so we try we we've got another program called the heart mark program yeah where um we have you know it's like a little heart yes i've uh, seen it yeah. Heart, yeah just on on certain foods and um just to show people to be an easy way for people to identify healthier options when they are standing in front of the shelf um, because we know you know that's it's people struggle to to put meals together um, and sh- and shopping is quite hard yeah. it is hard and I mean with with everyone's um, you know with our wallets shrinking and you know your basket hasn't changed you still need to buy certain things mm. yeah. but things are getting more and more expensive so the choices become yeah. more and more mm. you know difficult Absolutely. Yeah. And just, and just from the industry itself, is it difficult to, to lobby, you know, people? Like when you, when you say you, you know, you speak to tuck shops, <laughs> let's use the tuck shops for example. When you yes. get to school, how do you start the conversation? Because yes. remember, so, the, 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 the sweets and stuff are money, yes, they generate absolutely. money for the. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you know what the key thing is, what we found with tuck shops? You need, um, you need it, that ambassador. You need that, um, what do you, I'm struggling for the right word. You know, you need that, the person who will fly the flag, who really oh, feels that one, so strongly. That one person, you need that one person that one in mommy the school. Or yes. One dad. yes. Okay. The, the influencer in the school. So okay. if you can get that, we call them the, like the tuck shop mom. If you can get the tuck shop mom in, on board and, and excited, you know, and engaged, or the principal, often mm. we have very, very engaged principals. And then you know the school will do well because the principal is involved and engaged and then you start working with them. It's really hard if no one in the school is really involved and when you have that discussion and nothing, you know, you don't, you see, then you have to sort of work on a slow burn and perhaps get more schools in the area, you know, to, to eventually, hopefully it'll spill over and, you know, so we start with the people that are, that want to. That are engaged, that want to make a difference, and there's one person who's the driver, mm. who will take, you know, who will take it further. Um, so that's that's what we do, and that's sort of the way to start. With industry, I mean, <laughs> it's it's not always easy. Okay, so. I mean, I must say, most of the time, the industry, you know, they do have programs. They have salt reduction programs. A lot of the big players are looking at reducing their energy, reducing their sugar. Um, you know, we cannot make them enemies. I think that's that's quite important. In this space, you know, working with all the different sectors is very important. If, you know, the moment we make industry the enemy, I feel like we won't move forward. Yeah. We have to have everyone on board and moving to the right direction. We have to start somewhere, yeah. And that's what makes it tricky. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. No, thank you. We'll be back after this. Health Hour on cliffcentral.com. I'm the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn 
but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. Health Hour on cliffcentral.com. Well, we're back with Donna and Crystal, still talking about um, Health Awareness Month. Mm. And Donna and Crystal from the um, Heart and Stroke Foundation, and they're here this morning to share with us um, all the information that we need to make sure that we stay healthy. You can tweet us. Um, you can tweet me at um, DocCindy, D-O-C-S-I-N-D-I, or you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com. So, Donna, back to you and the work that you do um, in terms of community awareness. Let's hear more about that. Uh, Dr. Cindy, I think it's very important. Heart disease, I think for us to note that heart disease is mostly caused by the lifestyle choices we make and the environment. And this, and this includes everything from the way we live, the way we eat, the way we sleep, the way we work. Yeah. So as Crystal mentioned before, that 80% of heart disease can be prevented mm. by making healthier choices. Mm. So this is why when we go into communities and we do screenings, it is actually making them know about the numbers so that they are aware that if they have a risk, that they can do something about it. And we engage with a number of organizations, civic organizations, faith-based organizations, um, school education forums, um, women's groups, and tertiary education, and Many other uh, groups where we sort of go in and we talk about heart disease, a health talk. And I know you mentioned about some of the foods that yeah. uh, you are very concerned about. And I think this is where when we talk to some of our communities and yeah. we do the screenings and we have a nurse who talks about obesity and um, uh, risk factors of heart disease, I think she always mentions that it's important to incorporate a lot of foods that are good for you, mm. okay? Um, that will include fruit, fruit and veg and lots of uh, legumes and all the healthy fats, for example, we mentioned earlier, peanuts, avocados, things that you can actually um, get, Mm. It's not something that is very difficult. It's something that you can get. Okay. And in terms of your referral pathways, because I think one thing for me, um, it's, it's one thing to test people, one, one thing to screen them. Mm. And it's always important to get them into a system and also get feedback from them. Um, so I know feedback might be difficult to get, but are you in touch with the local clinics as well, the, the, the provincial and the local authority facilities? So yes. can someone take a card with yes. their numbers written and say, listen, I, I went to a function on Saturday mm. where they screened me. Mm. Can you please check me? I think that's important to have a follow-up because, you know, when, when we do the screenings, they have a little patient card yes. where you have all the screening um, results. Mm-hmm. And if, for example, they need to go and check again for a blood pressure test or a glucose, that is a guide. They will go to the clinic and say, we had a screening and they do a follow-up. In other words, they're not just leaving um, the results like that. They are doing a follow-up. Okay, so, so do you guys as an organization have a relationship with those facilities? We do. We do. Okay, that's we do good. have um, uh, clinics that we work with. Yeah. 
um, so that the community can actually get a follow-up from them. Okay, that's good. Because yes. I mean, I used to work in the public sector, mm. so sometimes I mean, I can imagine that if someone just pops in and says, "Hi, I was screened. Here are my results. Mm-hmm. Can you help me?" You know, th- th- that facility would have to know what you know. Who are you? Yeah. Who are these people? Yeah. Yeah. Who's going around yeah. giving out these cards yeah. and so Absolutely. on? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and and I think also to mention, you know. Um, it's also just a process, you know. Yes. Um, so often we quite strong in, in KZN, so Donna and mm. I are uh, from there. So, you know, working with especially our KZN NCD, so Non-Communicable Disease Directorate, where we've recently said, you know, we need to work more closely together. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually need to work within a, in a partnership with them. Mm. Um, so that is really happening and building it quite strongly. And Western Cape, we're quite strong. So also working quite closely with uh, the Western Cape on Wellness campaign and with the uh, you know the public health sector in that space so you know it's a it's a process of building mm. and building and building as you go along you know and I'm hoping that in years to come we'll have you know our infrastructure would have grown and we able to you know build stronger ties with with all our local municipalities and yeah that's and very very important because yes. that's where that's actually I mean primary health care is the basis of, of of the health system mm-hmm. so if we can get in there and make sure that everything starts changing there then the rest yeah. of it becomes easy yes yeah. absolutely so for instance um which would be interesting because Donna and I've worked in in, in KZN we've worked with our MEC for health mm-hmm. Dr. Um and he's actually we've we've challenged mm-hmm. him he's taken on the challenge so he's actually doing his heart Age okay. live on air on Akosi FM. Okay, so that is hey the Saturday, mm, the Saturday Donna six a.m. and so that's powerful. That's, that's powerful. powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then we w- so that's exactly through our work with the with the NCD directorate, and they've basically publicly stated they'll open. Well, you know, it's of course they do have that their primary clinics open, but they're punting that message saying. All the primary healthcare clinics in KZN are willing, open to support you through the whole month of September and beyond. Come and get yourself screened. So we're hoping that that message will come across from the MEC and that all his numbers mm. will be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we have, like you said, it's again these ambassadors and drivers mm. that we use. And we're hoping that he will challenge all the MECs for health across the country to also have their heart age done, um, you know, come forward, speak on air and, and help us sort of get this message across. Mm. Because, you know, the real, the main thing is we've um We've partnered with Discam. Mm-hmm. So thanks to Discam through the whole month, actually up until the 4th of October. Okay. And nationwide, people can basically walk into any Discam closest to them. Yeah. Um, and get screened for free. That's fantastic. So all the numbers mm. we've been speaking about. And then as Donna also mentioned, in the areas that perhaps they, you know, there's no Discam close by, we're basically doing a road show. For instance, one of our health promotion officers are probably as we speak driving through the Eastern mm-hmm. Cape mm-hmm. and, you know, visiting smaller communities. Driving through Transkei, and with the sponsorship of Pharma Dynamics, being able to do these community screenings and engaging these local stations that are getting on board in a big way, doing fun walks and really gathering the community mm-hmm. around it. So, yes, we are busy with a bit of bit of a road show through the country. That's fantastic. That's um, awesome. To also reach you know under-resourced communities mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we are aware of that. Hmm. And and Donna and the, and the work that I mean the, in the work that you've done. Um, What's been the most fulfilling part of it? I think it was in the community, going around. I think, and I think to screen people that haven't been screened before. And uh, Dr. Cindy, I think, you know, it is a sad case that we have uh, 75% of people who have high blood pressure and they don't know they have it. It's one in three people. Mm. So that is a scary 
you know, um, factor. So for us to screen people and find out that they now know the numbers, I think that's very rewarding because you are actually now empowering them with something that they can now take charge of. So for us, that is very exciting. And um, in many cases as well, because, you know, high blood pressure is a silent killer. And, you know, often there are no signs and, and people are unaware. And I think this is an important a uh, very, very gratifying uh, sort of aspect of the community screening to make people aware so that they now can do something about it. And, and I, th- I think that's very exciting for us. And how often do you, th- does your family screen? I mean, your, your circle of friends, your family? Well, we're encouraging everybody to be screened, but we do screenings throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And um, But this September, we saying, you know, you've got a free screening at the scam and go and have it screened. And the best days to go is Monday, Tuesdays and Thursdays are the quietest. Mm. And, um, let's do a personal day. challenge to our families, Donna. Yes, absolutely. And on I, air, families. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. Families and friends. I'm going to send go this podcast screen. to everyone. Yes. Get yourself screened because yeah, no. you're right, you know. Yeah, no, because yeah. I mean, people, I mean, look, everyone knows yeah. what I'm all about. So yeah. if, if I like something or if I, if I like yeah. something, I'll make sure everyone around me Everybody knows. else, yes. And now that I'm banting, everyone yeah. around me knows that I'm banting and I make sure I'm checking up on people. Okay. Are you still banting? Have you tried it? Okay, no, you don't have to bant. Yeah. Oh, no, you're overweight. You need to bant, yeah. you know? That's the kind of person that I am because okay. I feel like sharing is caring. I mean, yes. you know, over and above this, this platform that we have to yeah. share on radio, yeah. just around us as well. Exactly. There's no use in, in helping, in me helping everyone out there when my own family mm. is, is busy dying, mm. you know? Mm. So, exactly, so yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is what we mm. ask as well for the community to spread the word and exactly what you are saying, Dr. Cindy, and that's one of the things as well where we spoke about have heart, show you care for yourself, for your family, and then for South Africans. Mm. So this is where I think that's a very important point that you make, and we are going to ask all our friends, families, <laughs> everybody to again get screened. Yes, and, and, and to just add on to that, Donna's touched on a very important point is the, the challenging and the sharing and, you know, mm. basically starting a movement. Um, we actually have a competition through this whole month. Okay. Where if you do go and get screened, and to be honest, anywhere, if you get screened anywhere, whether it's community, discim, when you know your numbers and you get screened, take a screening selfie. Okay. okay. A selfie of yourself getting screened, paste it on our Facebook wall or tweet us or email us at heart at heartfoundation.ca.za and you stand a chance of winning weekly prizes because we really Really want to incentivize people mm. for taking care of their hearts. So we'll be giving our prizes weekly for mm. those people who've gone. That's mm. awesome. Yeah. I mean, look, we have to get people screened. I think, I mean, I had a, I had a mini stroke when, after my daughter was born. Really? So my daughter was born in 2008. Mm-hmm. And so during pregnancy, my blood pressure had shot up. Yeah. So I'd never had yeah. bl- blood mm. pressure issues before then. Mm. So during pregnancy, it shot up. And five days after she was born, I had a mini stroke. Okay. So just like a one-sided stroke. But I, yeah. I recovered quite quickly. Yeah. But um, that was a turning point mm, in my yeah. life. You know, I mean, I hear you speaking about stroke and how de- debilitating it is. I had a small one yeah. and it was life-changing. Mm, I can't yes. imagine... Having, you know, a mm. proper one, mm. you know, so it's important for people to screen. And I think I've, I picked my blood pressure picked up just towards the end, you know, just before I had a baby and yeah. it was petrifying. Yeah. It was yeah. petrifying because I always thought, okay, yes, I am overweight, but mm. generally I don't think there's much wrong with me. And there I had this issue. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Hypertension or high blood pressure in pregnancy is, is quite common actually. Mm. Very common. Um, so that was also something we've recently, um, you know, partnered with the Department of Health to get that message out mm. for women. If you are thinking of getting pregnant if you are pregnant
pregnant, you need, you need to, to check, check your blood pressure mm. throughout and be, mm. you know, visiting your clinic, visiting your gynecologist and making sure because that high blood pressure can have far reaching effects, not only to the mother, but also to the baby. And that's why after you fall mm. pregnant, the sooner you can get your clinic, the better. I mean, mm. in the past, we'd say, oh no, you only have to come in when you're about four, mm. four months pregnant, mm. 16 weeks. Mm. But now, as soon as you find out that you're mm. pregnant, you need to go and check. You need Absolutely. to screen mm. for HIV, you know, and also check it to have your blood pressure. Yep. It, was a, it, was a, it was a very petrifying yeah. um, experience. Absolutely. I mean, I was rushed to hospital. I needed an MRI scan. It was just, uh, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It yeah. was very scary. Yeah. And I mean, women, um, especially, so we often have, you know, quite a bit of a focus on women as well yeah. in terms of women and hearties, women and children, you know, um, because there's this, I don't know if, if, if the assumption's still around, but there used to be this assumption it's, you know, old white men, you know, hard to mm-hmm. get hard attacks. That is true. And, um, actually in South Africa, more women die annually of heart disease and stroke mm. compared to men. More women. Mm. It's actually affecting more women. Even globally, it kills the most women. Heart disease and mm. stroke, you know, even compared to all the cancers out there. Um, so yeah, and, and women also experience slightly different symptoms. You know, and when, when women, um, during the course of menopause, unfortunately, the risk increases often mm. with declining estrogen levels. Mm. You find increase in cholesterol. You find increase in blood pressure. So women need to take extra care mm. of themselves. And, um, like you said, know what where they are at, know their numbers, um, and be aware of the fact. And even from a symptoms perspective, often women um, ignore the symptoms that they're getting in terms That's of a heart so attack, mm-hmm. and they're experiencing symptoms slightly differently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the symptoms of a heart attack being this heavy, heavy pressure on the chest. Yeah, well, from mm-hmm. a, I mean, we were taught um, that it feels as if an elephant, elephant is sitting on, on your yes. chest. So mm-hmm. often that's what people are feeling, but mm-hmm. women, not necessarily. So for women, it can be like a slight, it could even feel like just indigestion, mm-hmm. slight fluttering in the stomach, mm-hmm. sweating, nausea, swollen Painful ankles. left arm, or just fun, a funny feeling in your so, left arm. Yes, so they might not experience that heavy, heavy mm. elephant pressure on the chest. Mm. Yeah. And that's why often women ignore it mm. and think it is just, you know, indigestion. And they're actually having a heart attack. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so we're also trying to uh, make women aware that their symptoms might be slightly different. Mm. And that, you know, with increase in age as well, they need to be a little bit more careful, especially over, over mm. menopause, to make sure that they still know their numbers mm. and act accordingly. Yeah, that's yeah. very important. Because thank you so much for bringing that up. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah, and I mean, I think also just um, in terms of children, we've spoken about children, and unfortunately, we, you know, with quite a recent survey, the San Haynes yeah. um, survey, just looking at the habits of our children. Because mm-hmm. often, you know, people are like, oh, you know, children's mm-hmm. far away, now they can have their junk food and salt, and, you know, they're still skinny and running around, and it seems fine, but we're basically setting our children up for having heart attacks and strokes at an early age because of their diets and lifestyles mm-hmm. and, and behaviors. And um, that recent survey was, was quite shocking in the results because about a, a quarter of our children are already obese. overweight or obese. Yep. One in 10 children already have high blood pressure. Mm. We see smoking increasing. Mm. We're seeing alcohol use from a young age. Mm. Physical inactivity, kids not being active. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, we need to start young and mm. it's reiterating your points, mm. Dr. Sunny, mm. that you made earlier. Uh, starting young and, you know, uh, making sure that our children adopt the right habits mm. that'll hopefully go over into adulthood. Mm. That's true. Otherwise it'll have the opposite effect. Yeah. I mean, I, when I look at my family, my granny was overweight. 
uh, my great granny was overweight, my mom was overweight. And I remember the one thing that I grew up knowing was that you have to finish the food on your plate. Mm-hmm. You were not allowed to leave any food. And, um, yeah, and now, I mean, my, with my own children, I don't do that to them. I think yeah. I've, I've, I've learned, I've watched them. Mm-hmm. And when they're done, they're done. Kids know when they're hungry. Mm-hmm. When they're hungry, they'll say. Mm-hmm. When they're full, they're full. Mm-hmm. So I don't force my kids to finish their food. And, yeah. um, it's working out very well. Yeah. You yeah. Because my kids are not overweight. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably one of the, Best things I've done. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, mm. uh, we also grew up like that. My mom did the same thing. My husband still does the same thing. If you're listening, husband, you must stop that. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, eat some more. No, just finish it. Finish it. And I'm like, no, I'm full. <laughs> you know, but there's this thing of like, you need to. And that's why sometimes, you know, we say, you know, dish up smaller. Because it's like, you know, just dish up in a smaller plate. And, you know, hopefully you'll, it'll give your mm. stomach some time to... Re- realize you are full, send those signals, and, and you don't. Yeah, but it's not this. easy, guys. Oh, that whole, I promise you, know, that, oh gosh, I, I'm so glad I'm going through this. I'm so glad because I think, you know, if the, my, the help that I'm going to give overweight patients yes. is going to be so much more meaningful because I'm walking this journey. Yeah. Mm. You are right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's almost as if it had to happen mm-hmm. like this so that I can know exactly what to say when I help people yeah. because portion control is so hard. It you know, you, hard. you want to put more food mm-hmm. on your plate and you mm-hmm. want to have more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And then before you realize you're sitting there, you're feeling uncomfortable, you're feeling nauseous. Yes. It's, it's such a cycle of, 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 of madness, but yeah. yeah, slowly but surely we're getting somewhere. I think the one thing for me, the one thing that I've set out for myself is each time I have a little milestone, I note those milestones. So for example, I mean, one of the things that I've shared with everyone is how I can now tie my own shoelaces. Mm-hmm. So I would never have shared this. I'd never have shared in the past that I couldn't tie my own shoelace. That is my own little shameful secret. Yeah. But now that I've lost mm. a considerable amount of weight, I can now tie my own shoelaces. Same. And um, the other week I flew to Cape Town and I didn't have to ask the flight attendant for the extender for the seatbelt okay. because now mm. my, my, my tummy, my tummy yeah. fat is going down. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's the small things. And so when yeah. I speak to overweight people, I always say to them, what can't you do right mm. now? Mm. You know, that's what, that's what keeps me mm. going. The things that I can't do right. is what motivates me. I and mean, the small little thing. Mm. Exactly. It's not about the weight because mm. now you're making mm. it something different mm. and you're you celebrating know, exactly those small successes along the so, way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so that's, that's, that's my approach now that, okay, so yes, we're going to change the way you're eating. We're going to yeah. change a few things in your life, but ultimately keep thinking of the things that you aren't able to do. And, and for example, I think, I don't know how many of you guys know that when you go bungee jumping, you have to be a below a certain weight, mm. right? So, I didn't know yeah. That. So the cutoff is, never gone <laughs> <laughs> the cutoff for bungee jumping is a hundred kilograms. Okay. okay. So, so my whole thing is, you know what? Once I hit a hundred, I'm going to sweat to towers, Orlando towers, and I'm going to jump. And I'll do it once just yes. because. Yeah. I never actually thought I'd ever be a hundred kilograms. Yeah. I always well, you let thought. Us know, and then for <laughs> the heart foundation. Come with me? Yes. For the heart foundation. Promise, because no one wants to come with me. I will Christelle. come with you. Okay, good. And you jump for heart. So like, okay? Now I'm saying something that I haven't even. I'm very scared of heart. But for the heart foundation, you'll jump off if you're below 100. Hey? Yeah, Should yeah. We make so a as deal? soon as I get to 99 cool. kilograms, yes. we're going to jump. Okay, yeah. great. But yeah, so, it's, so I think it's things like that as well. That you know, when you speak to people that are overweight or, or that are struggling with weight, just point out. The pluses, mm, you know, mm, this is what your life is like now. You can't tie your shoelaces. You, you know, you can't walk up a flight of stairs without losing your mm, breath. 
you know, in a few months' time, we can change that. Mm, That's yeah. what f- I find is yeah. working for yeah. for, for yeah, me. Yeah, it's the small steps. Yeah, yeah. And it's so it's so courageous what you're mm. doing. You know, I also spoke to you. I think we had Tim Pluman on about three or four days ago with yeah. Mark Pilgrim, and um, also you know he was a fit guy, or whatever. But his numbers weren't necessarily great. Yeah. And he was courageous enough to speak out about it. You mm. know, because it's obviously you know it's a. a uh, yeah, you put yourself a up for judgment. It's a very sensitive. Yes, it's um, a sensitive topic, subject. Yeah. So we sensitive, and we you know we always ask everyone if they happy Comfortable, for us to yeah. share and. and I was happy for him not to share, but he was like, no, it's important to know. Um, So big ups, you know, to all our ambassadors and like yourself that are like, well, this is it. Let's be real. This is, you know, this is my walk and you will be such an encouragement Mm. um, to other people who are walking that same Mm. road. Mm. And recently we had lots of chats with, with experts around behavior change and how do we actually get people to change behavior? And there was a big, you know, a big chat around why do we always show these like, Perfect people that are running on the treadmill or, you know, in ad- advertisements when we talk about getting active, it's always these perfect people running With the in six little shorts. In the <laughs> That's not motivating to anyone. Mm. You know, it's showing older people, showing, you know, mm. overweight people that are getting active. You know, that perhaps we need to change the way we portray, um, changing behavior as mm. to not the aspiration, but the road getting mm. there. And I think, and, and use more real people, like really mm. get, find, find people, find people who are willing to tell their before mm. and after stories. Because that is so powerful, yeah. especially photos. You know, before and after pictures make a huge difference. So I've been taking a few before pictures that I'm not going to share now. I'm hoping <laughs> to give a talk one day on oh, this. Nice. And um, just I, I, the change. I can see the change. Mm. My family can see the change. And, you know, you look and you think, wow. So there really were four rolls of fat in that, <laughs> side, that side. And now there are three. And then one day they're going to be two. And then one day they're going to be none. That's and awesome. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. Really so awesome. I, I, if you're listening and you need encouragement, take it from me. It's a long journey. It's not easy, but it's not impossible either. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and if people, you know, if people mm. out there want to hear a little bit more, you know, about survivor stories, get some more help, they should please contact us. Yes. Um, you know, they can go, we've got so many platforms that we will help and support people on. So first and foremost, they can go to our website, yeah. which is www.heartfoundation.co.za. So there's lots of information about healthy lifestyle. Um, oh, and, and I wanted to mention, we've got, I think now already three cookbooks and you were talking about earlier about the community. So the very first cookbook was the very first one we launched. We actually asked for recipes from the community. So we got recipes from the community. We looked at them. We adapted them to make them healthy and they're part of this cookbook. So if people are struggling, especially on a budget, because our focus is always on, you know, on a budget. We, oh, absolutely. We, that is, that is the, the, the core focus for us is people who can't, you know, just afford to walk in and, and buy the, the freshest stuff yeah. out there. So, you know, the cookbooks are there. If anyone has had a stroke and are suffering, even if someone in the family, we've got a fantastic resource, a stroke booklet on life after stroke, mm. covering everything from eating to sex, you know, um, and then so that's on our website, lots of resources. You can also email us um, at heart at heartfoundation.ca.za. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we've got a health line. So if anyone's out there wanting to literally talk through step by step their, their walk or their struggles, they can phone one of our dietitians or health promotion officers. We have it in, in various different languages on 08601 43278. 
And then of course there's Facebook and Twitter. So And what's your Facebook page? So Facebook is SA Heartstroke and Twitter is Heartstroke SA. For okay. some reason they both always just <laughs> So yeah, so Facebook is obviously Facebook.com uh, forward slash Heartstroke SA and Twitter handle is at SA Heartstroke. Oh fantastic. Yeah. And if you make sure you're on the right page, it's a beautiful woman holding a big bright heart, then you know you're on the right page. <laughs> <laughs> and Donna, in closing, what would you like to share with us? Um, get screened. I think yeah. uh, we encourage everybody to get screened, um, know your numbers, and um, and know what puts you at risk, mm. and, and, and then do something about it. And the scheme is doing free screenings throughout the month of September mm. until 4th of October. Okay, great. Um, no appointments needed. Walk in and get yourself screened. Now, I'll definitely tweet that out. That's so important because knowing is the best thing. You need to know. And we also like to thank the SCAM and uh, Pharma Dynamics for the, the support and uh, sponsorship for making a difference in the lives of so many people, mm. you know, this uh, Heart Awareness Month. Thank you so much. No, but thank you so much for being here, Christelle and Donna. I really, thank you so much you know, for having us. No, yeah, no, I'm really glad. Fun. I'm glad you guys came through. And th- thank you for allowing me to share my story as no, well. Absolutely. No, you, absolutely. You're an encouragement. Yes. I'm going to yes. get you as an ambassador. I'm going to work <laughs> on you, Dr. Cindy. We're going to bungee jump off that bridge. <laughs> no, we have to jump. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Cindy. Health Hour on cliffcentral.com.